There's a direct correlation between breath and success. Think about it for a minute. Have you ever known anyone that did not do well on tests? I mean, when it came to taking an exam, they would just freeze or clam up. They may be excellent at what they do or even rock stars, but for some reason, they just clam up during an exam. Now this refers to test anxiety, which is a form of performance anxiety, which is characterized by fear, worry, tension, and or stress. Now there are many phobias that are treated, managed, or cured simply through breathing techniques. When we're looking at our favorite athletes or favorite performers do their thing in their limelight, they have to be on top of their game in order to give a stunning performance. Now, this is also true for the common person that goes out into the world and does the proverbial nine to five to face the daily grind. Well, in order to conquer and give your best, it basically boils down to your conditioning. In essence, controlled breathing or breath control. Whether you're a student, an athlete, or a working professional, those that master the science of breathing will not only have clarity of thought, but also more opportunities to garner success. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Eat, Live, Love, Train. It's not a tagline, it's a lifestyle in a community of individuals devoted to food, wine, and wellness. I'm your host, Chef Shannon, executive chef, certified sommelier, and certified wellness coach. Also, proud Air Force veteran. Hashtag gratitude. As you listen, this will be one of the best moments of your week, where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. If you're new around here, welcome. You can find me at eatlivelovetrain.com. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can listen over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa TuneIn, Pandora, and Google Podcast. I appreciate you. And if you got something on your mind, feel free to DM me on Instagram at EatLiveLoveTrain. And if you're not new, then you already know how we get down around here. If you would like to be a part of the Food, Wine, and Wellness Tribe and get routine updates and notifications on pop-ups, live streams, promos, members-only exclusive videos, podcasts, and or giveaways, be sure to get on the list to receive the newsletter. You don't want to miss out on opportunities that will enhance your kitchen game, hosting skills, food and wine persona, and bring added value to both your personal and professional relationships overall. You can sign up to get all these updates at eatlivelovetrain.com forward slash newsletter. Now, what I was alluding to in the intro when it comes to breath control or controlled breathing is a practice of breath regulation known as pranayama. Now, this is a primary component of wellness, specifically geared towards physical and mental wellness. And the practice of pranayama simply involves breathing exercises and breathing patterns. Those that are in yoga or practice yoga know all too well about this practice. Prana simply means life energy and yama means control. Now, as I said, there is a direct correlation between breath and success. And I'm going to get started with just three huge reasons on why controlled breathing, a.k.a. pranayama, is very beneficial. Number one, longevity. Number two, happiness. 
And number three, emotional stability. According to a Harvard study, controlled breathing, when combined with relaxing practices like meditation and yoga, influenced expression of genes in both short-term and long-term practitioners. Blood samples taken before and after the controlled breathing practices indicated a post-practice increase in genetic material involved in improving metabolism and suppression of genetic pathways linked with inflammation. Now from my previous podcast, you know that I've covered that chronic inflammation has also been associated with other degenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's, depression, cancer, and heart disease. So it's probably fair to say that better breathing may not only change your life, but also save it. Now when it comes to happiness and emotional stability, manipulating your breath can alter how you feel, accounting for as much as up to 40% variance in feelings of anger, fear, joy, and sadness, according to the Journal of Cognition and Emotion. According to medical doctors, getting rid of carbon dioxide, not bringing in oxygen, is the main stimulus that drives us to breathe under most circumstances. Put another way, your body's drive to get rid of what it doesn't need is greater than its drive to acquire what it does. This is because too much carbon dioxide makes the blood more acidic, which can impair the function of all your body cells. In addition to that, your brainstem is already finely tuned to maintain the pH of the blood. So when the pH skews a bit more acidic, it triggers the stress response and sends an urgent message to the diaphragm to initiate a breath to bring in more oxygen and rebalance the blood. Now I want you to really think about what's happening to your body when you are breathing. When you inhale and exhale, what's really going on? As you breathe in, your diaphragm, which is the dome-shaped muscle that primarily powers your breath, your diaphragm contracts, lowering and flattening. This increases the volume of your thorax, which is your chest cavity, which not only makes room for the air coming into your lungs, but also changes the atmospheric pressure inside your lungs, pulling in air. In turn, that air travels through your nostrils and into your nasal cavities, down through your pharynx and larynx, that's your, uh, your throat and your voice box, and into your trachea. Then it gets routed through your bronchi, which is your passageways leading to your lungs. Now once in your lungs, the air reaches your alveoli, which are your small sacs, which serve as the marketplace for gas exchange, i.e. oxygen, which is the food your cells need in order to produce energy, is traded for carbon dioxide, the waste produced by energy production in the cells, and then into and out of the bloodstream. Simultaneously as you inhale, your heart rate speeds up thanks to a message sent by stretch receptors within your alveoli, your small sacs, to your brainstem, which controls heart rate, and your vagus nerve commands atomic function, which increases blood flow through the arteries, which are the tubes that carry blood away from your heart to your lungs so more blood can be oxygenated. Stay with me now. Now from your alveoli, not ravioli, from your alveoli, which are your small air sacs, 
oxygen molecules move into capillaries, these thin walled blood vessels, attach to red blood cells which start making their way through your pulmonary veins, which are vessels that carry oxygenated blood to the heart, aka to the left atrium or chamber of your heart, and from there blood moves into your heart's left ventricle, which then contracts as it beats. The contraction pumps oxygen-rich blood through every single cell in the body via the network of arteries and capillaries. And again, this is what's happening inside our bodies when we inhale. Now when we exhale, inside cells, the mitochondria, which are the energy production centers, use oxygen to burn sugars, fats, and proteins for energy as well as carbon dioxide because it's a byproduct of this entire process. And because carbon dioxide basically is a biochemical waste, our bodies don't need it, so our body starts the process of shuffling it out of the system. So carbon dioxide travels through cell walls into the capillaries and veins that carry carbon dioxide rich blood to the right atrium and right ventricle of your heart. And from there, your right ventricle contracts as it pushes out the carbon dioxide rich blood out of your heart through your pulmonic verb and into your pulmonary artery and back toward your lungs. Now, as the blood enters your small air sacs, aka alveoli, the carbon dioxide leaves the bloodstream and passes into your lungs. Then our diaphragm relaxes, decreases the volume of the pressure in your thorax and initiates an exhalation. Meanwhile, your heart rate slows, decreasing blood flow to the lungs and discourages gas exchange while your lungs are still full of carbon dioxide. The pressure change in your lungs forces air and the carbon dioxide waste back up and out of your lungs into your trachea, through your larynx, your pharynx, and nasal cavities to be exhaled through the nostrils. Okay, so now that I just gave you the visual of an inhale and exhale, I do want you to understand and appreciate what's going on inside our bodies. And simply through regulated breathing, you can not only control your mood, but also optimize your lifestyle. As I said in the beginning, there are many phobias that are managed and controlled through regulated breathing. Think about someone that's maybe scared of heights or scared of airplanes. There's an exercise that's shared to them through a therapist that they can do right there, seated in the airplane. And it all stems from controlled and regulated breathing techniques, exercises, and patterns. Woosa. These are my thoughts, and I'm curious to hear what you have to say on the subject matter. Feel free to send your comments or questions to chef-coach at eatlivelovetrain.com or you can DM me on Instagram at eatlivelovetrain. As always, I appreciate you tuning in, and remember, we are a reflection 
of what we need. I'll see you next time.